0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 604. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Mark with the second half of chapter 12. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We left off with chapter 12 at verse 27, so we're going to pick it up at the Great Commandment. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and that there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself is More important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. I love this question because the prelude for this that Mark says is unlike the teachers of the law who are coming to try and trick Jesus, it says this one sees that Jesus is answering wisely and comes and asks him this question, and it appears that he really wants an answer to this question. Now, he has an opinion already, a good opinion, and we don't know who this teacher of the law is, but there are at least one or two teachers of the law who are very well known from this time. One said that you could summarize the law while standing on one foot was a dare, and that was basically what Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And that everything else is commentary. And that's what this teacher says. He says it's more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. It's more important than form. This is the heart of the relationship with God, that God wants a relationship with us. He doesn't just want us to have a Belief system. And that's the real difference here is that if you start it with love, if you say this is a relationship, then other things fall into place. That you love the things that God loves, then you love the people that God loves, and that everything else comes into perspective. It would be better in my marriage, for instance, for me to start with loving my wife then it would be for me and my wife to come up with a series of rules because we're not going to get rules to cover every situation. And sometimes you can do the right thing for all the wrong motives and you know that you have done it. Sometimes you do the right thing just out of spite and that's not what faith is. And so Jesus and this teacher agree. And because of this, no one else is going to ask Jesus more questions. We're kind of done with that testing period. Whose son is the Messiah? While Jesus was teaching in the temple courts, he asked, why do the teachers of the law say that the Messiah is the son of David? David himself, speaking by the Holy Spirit, declared, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? the large crowd listened to him with delight. And he's just trying to point out here some of the things that the teachers have been talking about but don't fully understand. Jesus has a unique understanding of all of this. He's not just another teacher, and that's part of what the delight is as the people are listening to him when they say he speaks with authority Well, you can imagine that if he was there at the time of creation, if he was there when David was king, if he is incarnate now but pre-existing, he's going to have a different point of view, and he's going to have some wisdom from all of that as well as some knowledge. Warnings against the teachers of the law. As he taught, Jesus said, watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. He talks about this desire, and I don't think this is a first-century problem. I think it's also a 21st-century problem, where there is this seductive nature of influence. I'm not even going to say of power in this case, because he's not talking about the political leaders, he's talking about the teachers. And there's this seductive desire that if we teach well, then people will tell us we taught well, and we can begin to think more importantly of ourselves than we deserve. And then he, so that's one of the problems they got is that they like to walk around and be greeted with respect. Well, you know, I get that. That is a first century, but also a 21st century problem. That is something that we can succumb to. That desire then also to get that greeting instead of to do that teaching, in which case you may begin to teach the things that are popular rather than the things that are true. There's all sorts of seductive things in there besides just the pride. But then it also says they devour widows' houses and for a show, make lengthy prayers. So devour widows' houses. They don't get that heart of the law, that heart of the religion of the Jews or the religion of Christianity for us, that it is that love that Jesus and that religious leader talked about. And so they might do something where the son has given away his uh, his inheritance and dedicated it to God. But he's still using it. But because he's dedicated to God, he is exempted from helping out his mother. That isn't the heart of the gospel. That isn't the heart of the law. That isn't what God intends. And so they use sometimes the religious rules and the way things work to their benefit, and not to the benefit of the people whom God loves. And especially, and we keep emphasizing it over and over again, it's those who don't have the power but need someone to intervene for them, like the widow. And they make show of lengthy prayers. They like to be seen as religious, and so they pray religiously. And I don't mean they pray regularly. I mean they pray in a fashion that will make them look better. And that's not what prayer is about. Prayer is about relationship. We talk to the people who we love. The widow's offering Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd put their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more into the treasury than all the others. They gave out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in everything, all she had to live on. Now, we have to understand a couple things about money, first of all, first century money. There is not paper money. All money is coins, and the bigger the coin, the heavier the coin, the more valuable it is. Makes sense. It tends to be using more valuable materials, more valuable uh, gold, for instance, or silver, but it also is larger, more gold, more value. So that's one thing to understand. The other thing to understand is someone very cleverly came up with this idea that the way that the treasury box worked in the temple is it had, picture something like a metal uh, flute, a metal funnel on it. And so when you're throwing things in, it's going to make a noise. And guess what? It's going to make more noise if it's a heavier coin. And so you have to believe that as people who are rich are throwing in their coins, they're doing it one at a time so everybody can find out how much they're giving when they're trying to look good to everyone else. When again, their motivation is how they appear. And so this widow who he notices throws in these two coins that make very little sound at all. And yet Jesus calls out her amidst all this din, amidst all of this is going on, and says, that woman, remember that little tiny plink, plink, that woman gave more because she gave what she had to live on. She actually gave till it hurt. She actually gave of what she had because she loved the one she was giving it to, most likely. And that's what we do we give to those we love. We give too much. We give out of love, not out of abundance, not out of excess. She wasn't giving God leftovers. And God is not looking for leftovers from us either. Not our money, not our attention, not our time. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at com, or better yet, leave a comment on thebiblestudypodcast.com, and thanks so much for listening. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way?